Welcome to the Originals Podcast, a place where we can have conversations relevant to the young adults community. Hello, everyone. Hello, We're hello. Back again. Here we are. Yeah. And this week we have Jared McDonald. That's Say right. Hello, Jared. Hey, how's everyone going? <laughs> there we go. There's Jared, one of our incredible Originals team. Yes. Jared, you're all going to love today. Um, you will hear by his accent. He is from New Zealand. Yeah, I won't tell you where I'm from. It's illegal in <laughs> Yeah, church. that's right. Let's keep it PG <laughs> <laughs> today. I can tell you the Australian way, Wakatani. Wakatani, yeah, that's Wakatani. right. <laughs> yeah, that's all kosher, so we'll go with that one. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, but, yeah, we're going to have a good conversation today. We're going to have some fun. Um, and you're going to love Jared. I think, Jared, you're probably going to be one of the funniest people I know. Oh, yeah. I think my wife doesn't necessarily <laughs> think so, but <laughs> I think mean, she's heard it too many From times. From all, the, all, all the range of things you've done in your life, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's something that maybe could be a next step. Yeah. You could get okay. into some sort of comedy. Yeah. You do we'll have see. good stories, yeah. no doubt. For I sure. love a good story. <laughs> I love creating the stories, though. I think that's the most fun part about it is actually to have stories, you've got to go out and create them. So <laughs> Not just making them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you can make stories up you just got to be actually know who <laughs> you're talking to to make sure they don't call you out on it so. Have you done but that i don't before? do that honestly yeah. i don't do that, that. one time <laughs> <laughs> um but you are a man of many many talents you've done lots of different things do you want to tell us some of the things that you've done in your life jerry uh, yeah probably if you ask some people have probably done a few too many things at this stage <laughs> um i've Probably spent a lot of time studying. Um, I think it's probably a little bit of discovering myself and working out who I am and mm-hmm. stuff like that. For sure. So, um, I left school and I had pretty much no idea what I wanted <laughs> to do. So um, I was fairly limited in my options. I found school a great place to socialise, not so much studying. Sure. So I yep. sort of limited a few of my options yeah, there. I and um, I ended up going and doing a business degree in accounting and management. Um, got to the end of that and I was, well, I actually had a gap year in that and spent a year labouring on houses because I was still a little bit unsure, building houses, doing things like that. Yeah. And then got to the end of my degree and I was like, what do I do now? And then got a job as an accounting consultant. Okay. So um, if, if you know me well <laughs> enough, accounting doesn't really roll with me too well. Um, <laughs> sitting in front of a computer lucky screen not su- talking to anyone. Lucky you studied it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think you look. The one thing I've learned in life is about myself, particularly, is I actually enjoy um, learning and enjoy actually cool. achieving and being successful in what I do. So cool. I found enjoyment in that, not necessarily the accounting side of thing. And because okay. I did some consultancy, I had some people contact and things yeah. like that, which made it um, really good. So I did that for a few years, and then. Um, Everybody around me was sort of moving on, moving different places, had a few friends go to the UK. Um, I decided that I might follow them over, um, but I thought I'll have a quick stop in Australia, (laughs) work there for a year. Um, Didn't end up a quick stop and I um, stayed for a couple of years and I unfortunately moved at the start of the global financial crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Really good timing, unemployment really high, hard to find a job. Um, So Australia was great for me. I I probably averaged about 10 to 15 hours a week, a week of work. Yeah, yeah, I was doing some consultancy, contracting, earning really good hourly rate, didn't have to work a lot. It was good, enjoyed life a little bit. Um, It was a little bit of a luxury there, but... um, (laughs) Uh, for myself, I, I didn't find that much um, enjoyment in it in the sense that okay. I, I don't like sitting around doing nothing. Yeah, so okay. um, I was drawing to, yeah, coming up a couple of years, things weren't really changing, applying for lots of different jobs. And then I was reading a newspaper article, actually, and um, it was about the tsunamis in Samoa. Yeah, and, wow. um at the bottom of it, when I got to the bottom of it, there was a link that said, do you want to volunteer to rebuild the houses over mm. there? So I clicked the link and I think I pretty much signed up there and there on the spot <laughs> um, to go to there wow. for a month and yeah. ended up flying over there and mm. 
I just had the time of my life and absolutely loved what I was doing, absolutely loved helping people out. And yeah. it's something that's always been on my heart and I'd actually done previous trips and done things and helped people out in different elements um, in different stages of my life. And I just, it was, the, it was probably, I would have to say, the time of my life where I felt closest to God. For yeah. sure. Because I think I found where I was supposed to be. Yeah. And that point of connection and the time there and I just actually worked a hard day and then afterwards there was no distractions. I just got to go for a walk down by the beach and got to yeah, wow. you know, connect with God, Sounds talk amazing. with him and just the passion that rises up inside of you. So I did that and then after that, I had a bit of a career U-turn. I went back to New Zealand and um, I decided that I was going to finish off. I'd already done a little bit of carpentry and I was going to finish off my qualifications <laughs> and become a qualified <laughs> carpenter wow. um, so that I could then go and do more of this and yeah. help people out. And um, I became really passionate about housing and making sure people had a home. Sure. And I found that the stability that that provides to people is really important. Yeah, it's so, huge. Yeah, that took me on a really interesting journey and throughout that stage um mum got sick and yeah. a whole lot of stuff happened with that she ended up passing away so a really challenging time in my life but yeah. there was still that one thing that was really driving me and mm. um so I just kept on pushing towards that and pushing towards that um and ended up getting qualified in that and um I was living in Auckland at the time. Again, another U-turn. <laughs> <laughs> I um, got offered. The company I was working for wanted me to pretty much run the yeah. company. Yeah. So I ended up being the general manager of operations, which wow. I probably took myself out of the general manager title um, <laughs> to them because I didn't really think that I I sort of wow. yeah deserved it. Okay. But um, I was kind of performing that role and – um, yeah, I just, I've never found great satisfaction and I, I think I've proven that I'm capable in business, but I've never found greatest, great satisfaction in just chasing money. For sure. Yeah. Um, I just don't find that that really yeah. inspires me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so another U-turn, um, <laughs> I decided to move back to Australia, um, been here ever since. Um, and then I got a job, oh, yeah, no, before that I studied <laughs> and did my, I did my charter accountancy for a year, got that done. Yeah, it goes on. Um, and then I got a job working for Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, wow. Um, as the executive director for Queensland, so oh, wow. in charge for Queensland. Yeah. Um, that was a really, really challenging time. Mm -hmm. um, for sure. When I walked, I sort of walked into something that was actually in a really difficult position and had to try and... Um, get it out of that position yeah. yeah so yeah had to work really hard and ended up transitioning it into a different place mm. um but came to the end of that and thought this isn't really i didn't feel that was where god wanted me to stay yeah. long term sure. yeah um so i also met kate <laughs> along that journey yeah you're awesome wife oh uh, yeah yeah she's amazing yeah um yeah love her and um hope so yeah, yeah. i'm glad <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i tell her that every day yeah come um, on good man yeah and talked a lot with her and decided along that journey it would only take me a year to become a teacher <laughs> <laughs> um and i think it's probably been one of the the best career decisions of my yeah, life so far for sure and in the sense that i I earn enough money to survive, but I'm not chasing money. Yeah. yeah. I'm not chasing yeah, the next big paycheck or just trying to make money constantly, but I get the opportunity to help people. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's what really is the driving force in my life. In it's life just that sure. actual opportunity to help people and help them see and help them move to a different place. So um, while I'm not necessarily still focused on the housing side of things, I still get that outlet for me, for which sure. is what I think yep. is what drives me in life. Yep. So, yeah, that's my journey so far. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's still probably developing. And yeah. um, I've promised my wife I'm not going to do any more study for a while. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> wow. 
Well, I, I've yeah, I'm already so interested. There's so many questions in my head. Oh, yeah. I um, know, and it's gonna be great. We're gonna. Yeah. I've got some questions in my head for myself. <laughs> for yourself, too, yeah, to be okay. honest, but yeah. It's still sitting there. Contemplate yeah, on those. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> now that I actually talk through it, I'm like, wow. <laughs> What was I thinking the of the time? <laughs> oh man, it's so interesting. And yeah. you know what? I, we'll get into it a bit later. But you know, we've had multiple different people on the podcast who've had different lives and, and different you know, journeys. Different journeys. Some have yeah. you know found out exactly what they wanted to do yeah. straight away, and then yeah. some you know it's been a journey. It's been time. Yeah. Um, but I think we're seeing underlined through a lot of these episodes we're doing that when people are passionate and people find what they're calling in life. Mm. Um, the fulfillment and all those kind of things that come with it. Um, and we definitely want to talk more, especially in that humanitarian yeah. um, run. But, man, that journey is – yeah. It's a wild one. So many wild. turns, so many yeah. twists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I should do a timeline one day. And just yeah. You should draw it out. Yeah, no. <laughs> See where it takes you. Like arms going this way and that way and things like um, I'd hate to think That's how awesome. much I've actually spent on study. Um, I don't want to even add it up. As a former accountant, I think that would just totally. be a nightmare. Yeah. Just close your eyes. Not a yeah, good idea, we won't hey. talk about that. One. Let's not go there. All right. It's creative accountancy yep. and just scratch that. And now it's time for Small Talk with D, where I ask our guests a random question that they never would have thought of themselves. Today's question is a little bit left of field. So, would you rather explore the bottom of the ocean or the great depths of outer space and why? Uh, explore the bottom of the ocean. Um, I've done scuba diving a lot and it just it's just so many things and it's such a freeing experience. You go mm. down and you see all these different things and, like, I, I tell people a lot, I think, one of the places where I get my greatest connection with God is in nature because mm. sure. seeing his creation and just seeing what he's done and, mm. um, yeah, like all of the different creatures and how they work it's together another and world, all the different, it? it's just a whole other world and what do we not know and things so like true. that. Um, and, yeah, I just, space, I guess, is no little – well, there might be little creatures actually. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Hey, I don't there know. We go. But I, I don't know. I just don't have that desire and totally. having done scuba diving. Yeah, yeah, that'll be me. Bottom oh of the ocean. God. Let's nice. go. How nice. about you, Caleb? Well, I feel like space is a little bit unattainable. And, not, you know, let's just, I'm not going to try and cut everyone off here, but okay. I don't know if I'm ever going to be getting, unless Elon Musk or, you know, Virgin <laughs> is gone, no Richard Branson anymore, but Elon maybe might be able to get me there in, you know, another yeah. 30 years. But um, I feel like space, man, yeah. would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be pretty awesome. It'd be yeah. pretty awesome because there's no end, right? Yeah. There's no limit, so you Literally. can continue, you know. But you know what? For me, I'm like Jared. It's got to be the ocean. Mm. I spend a lot of my life in the ocean, and I still feel like I've only seen, no, like, almost nothing of it. Um, you know, and as soon as you go under the water, it's just <laughs> there's an eeriness. There's a there's a humbling experience yeah. when you're in oh. the water, and I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. See, that's why I wouldn't want to do it. Does it, it See, scare mine you, space. Oh, the you don't sea? like sharks, do you? I don't like sharks, yeah. but uh, they're beautiful animals. Don't kill them, et cetera, et cetera. But the, <laughs> there's like so many be, – like because there is so much unknown in the ocean and it's really dark. Like if we're talking about the bottom of the ocean, there are like krakens. They actually are. They've found – Full, so like they've found krakens. That's terrifying. Whereas in space, you're less likely to see a giant squid in the sky. <laughs> and there's something to me. See, I have you ever seen alien? Yeah. What about aliens? Okay, like, hey, look, aliens. Yeah. They're not proven. Whereas I know there's a kraken in the ocean. I feel like there's a bit of naivety to going into space. But look, I. Either way, space has always been something that interested me. I've said that my dream okay. job would be to be an okay. astronaut if I had the capability, but I do not. Wow. Because, it, like you say, it goes on forever. I find, like, astrological things really interesting. I love learning about the planets, love learning about <laughs> stars. Like, I learn about it every year in primary school. I had, I got all these books. Wow. I used to go stargazing. Okay. I 
Love that to your space. Well, just a quick side note for you. <laughs> yes. Apparently, the International Space Station is crossing across the sky is tonight. It? Yeah, it crossed across last night. So we'll talk about that one later. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, that's rad. Yeah, yeah, I missed it last night by two minutes. So. Oh. Ah, well, you missed some things in life. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> yeah. See the little, little yeah. dot. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll study that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> But yes, okay. good answers, everyone. Yeah, Interesting I like it. to see, yeah. to see yeah. how we all feel. Yeah. Here are our OG recommendations for this week. All right, recommendations. What have you got for me? Uh, recommendation. So I've just finished watching, and it's kind of along the line about what I shared about, you know, home ownership and people having their own home and stability. I've just been watching a series on Netflix about how to live mortgage-free by Sarah Beanie and it's been really, really interesting yeah, for cool. some people's mm-hmm. journeys and there's no one right way and I just found it really interesting and even just for our lives and actually getting to that place of yeah. where we don't owe any money and our totally. home's our yeah. home. And I just think so there's something dream. amazing about that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, really, really enjoyed that series. Cool. How many episodes did it have? It's only got six episodes. That's a really That's tricky good. one for me to say too because I'm a Kiwi, <laughs> so you got me with that <laughs> one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, short Classic. series, but it just talks about like different things. Like mm. people have tiny houses, yes. mobile homes, live on boats, things yeah. like that. All to actually just get to their things. So I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's one right way to do some of these things mm. in life, but it's just cool seeing the different journeys. There's another way, especially on finance. Everyone's wanting to meet that one financial planner that one person to tell yeah. them the exact way to spend their money to get them to here yeah for sure it's not a real thing yeah yeah, yeah. but they look like, some people moved into these places and these odd places yeah, so they yeah, didn't yeah. have to pay rent so you don't have to pay rent you think about how much money you could save if you didn't have so to pay much. rent totally yeah really interesting okay that sounds cool yeah mine i think lately have been pretty straightforward but i've been saying a lot of sport ones and there's another one because it's something i love Right, I love sport. I watch mm-hmm. a lot of different types of sport, and this recommendation is trying to give people a idea, something they wouldn't normally think about. There's yeah. another Netflix series called F1 Drive to Survive. I heard about that in the. Sounds um, interesting. It is. I've only just. Like I've been. Podcast. I've been sort of um, following F1 for probably about maybe four years now. Yeah. Mm. Did not. My. You know, watched a little bit growing up, a little bit of that MotoGP, that kind of thing, um, and had some friends who were into it. Sort of started getting into it, and then I watched the first season. There's two seasons of it. I heard that it um, like hooks you onto and F1. It is without doubt one of the most incredible sports in the world. It mm. is f- far more than just racing a car. And even if you don't like sports, again, like I said <laughs> last podcast, if you don't like sports, just watch this, give it a go. It'll show you what's behind it, what goes into, and it's really interesting. All the politics. Or the everything behind it, um, yeah. So F one drive to survive. That's cool. It's awesome. Hey, just a quick question on that. After you watch it, do you just find yourself pushing your car a little bit faster <laughs> around the corner, just just seeing what you can look, or just tucking it in a little bit tighter? Or? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a part of that where you you actually yeah. feel like you're one of the drivers. Yeah. But then what it does teach you as well is show you how far away you are from where those people yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it really grounds you too. Yeah, my, my Toyota Corolla goes pretty well yeah, around, okay. around those yes. corners. To Jacob's well, just tucking yeah. it into those bins. Love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, my recommendation for this week is uh, bubble tea, <laughs> of all things. Bubble, like bubble boba. tea. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's pretty underrated. It's gotten more popular, but it's delicious. And for people who were like, oh, I don't like the tapioca balls, like the black pearls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to get those. You can get jelly. They do ones with like rainbow wow. jelly or okay. or they do ones with like like fruit pops. They're like the balls that have like the juice inside. Yeah. You've got – there's something for everyone and it's made on tea so you feel like you're like healthy even well. though it's full of sugar. Uh, but it's delicious. Yeah. Um, get milk ones. You can get ones. I feel like I've fruit. seen those little shops of them, those little stores everywhere. Oh, they're, they're popping up. At every single, they're delicious, okay. delicious. Ten out of ten recommend. I had okay. it twice wow. on this on the weekend. <laughs> wow. Okay. Have, yeah. have you tried licorice tea? Uh yes, I have actually. Like it's a warm licorice tea. Yeah, it's not actually. It's not actually that bad. Okay. No. I was like, no. Well, see, I understand that Dana because you don't drink coffee. Yeah. No. So, like for me, if there's a cafe or something and there's bubble tea, I'm probably always going to go get a coffee. Yeah. You know. So. I feel like cafes – it's not really done at cafes though. They have, no, like, normal tea, but um, boba is like a 
it's like a Japanese yeah. um, uh, drink. Yeah, and that, okay. So they have their own stalls now. There you go. Um, okay. But yeah, licorice tea, like you're saying, Jared, is actually really good. It's uh, I reckon I'll recommend that as well this wow. week. Because it's good for indigestion and okay. stomach pains. <laughs> All right, perfect. <laughs> Okay. That's what they say, uh, and it's good to cleanse your palate. That's what yeah, they say. Thanks for telling the world about Jared's uh, health issues. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm okay with He's it. He's okay with it. <laughs> oh, I'm married. I've got a ring on the finger. I don't need to worry about it. <laughs> um, we've actually been enjoying just sitting, like on the winter nights, we just sit outside and have a peppermint tea and, oh, and just so play good. some card games or yeah, board cool. games or something like that rather yes. than just sitting there look i find sometimes it's easy to just go and flick the tv on mm. watch a series or do something like that so we've yep. just been trying to just do something a bit different just, um, we can't go out too far <laughs> 11 month old yeah. carnal like mm-hmm. i think yeah cultures change over there i'm pretty sure about 30 years ago 11 month olds could look after themselves <laughs> from what i've heard but <laughs> Now they just Anymore. they need so much That's help. That's right. So. That's right. Mm. These kids. Are awesome. Well, that's yeah. some good recommendations right there. Yeah. Yeah. Some Check funky that ones. Your, that's right. Let's get into today's topic. So you're married. You've got a daughter. Yeah, Maya. She's eleven months old. Eleven months old. In two days. Probably one of the cutest kids ever. <laughs> cutest. Yeah. yeah. Cutest. <laughs> Cutest children. She's, she's very cute. She's yeah. feels like she's always happy, which I know is not a real thing, but no. she. No, well, based on Instagram posts, that it's <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. She's advanced, as a lot yeah. of parents like to say. Yeah. Um, so married, have a child. How old are you? Uh, I'm 36. 36. Yep. Now we've heard some of your backstory. You've yep. done all these different things. Now you touched a little bit there about you know what you feel like your passion was that you anything that you sort of done what's been about helping people that's mm-hmm. really driven your life um but i'm really interested to hear about the humanitarian work when you worked for that foundation and what that did you studied you had worked you had done carpentry all these things um and all that came to a point to be able to lead and really lead in a something like that is huge right that's a massive yeah. thing that's a foundation you're helping people yeah um Tell us a bit about what that foundation actually did, first of all. Yeah, sure. So Habitat for Humanity was who I worked for. And it's, it's interesting, like, um, when I first – so the first trip that I did um, in terms of missions trip was to um, Thailand. Mm-hmm. And it was through a different organisation, but it was connected with Habitat for Humanity, and I didn't really know anything about them before. So we went to Thailand to build a, um, a group of houses for – well, it wasn't really so much houses. It was accommodation to try and get women out of prostitution. Wow. So yeah. they'd take them in, in the accommodation and teach them a trade. Mm-hmm. And I was just – I found that really passionate. It's incredible. Because it's actually – yeah, look, they're not just um, taking them out of their situation, right. giving them a home, and then yeah. they've got to support them. It's actually, all right, here's a way in which you can live. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really liked what they did and then – by chance, when I clicked on the link at the bottom of the article that I was reading to go to Samar, it was through Habitat for Humanity, and I found out a little bit more about them, about what they do. I'd heard of them before and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so their ethos is essentially getting people into home ownership. So okay. they yeah. believe that um, it gets people above the poverty line okay. because one of our biggest expenses in life is our home. Our right? homes, for yeah. sure. Um, so it's about trying to get people above that poverty mm. line by taking away some of their expense. Now, a lot of organisations do that through subsidised rent, but the problem with subsidised rent from Habitat's perspective is you subsidise for how long? That's right. Yeah. Um, and how long do you have to do that and how are you Not helping those people? Self-sufficient, yeah. Yeah, so there's... It's really complex, the different sure. models. Yeah. Um, the hard thing about doing it in Australia is what's our average house price? It's totally. way up there. That's right. Whereas in um, Thailand and Asia and the islands, I can build a house for five grand. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So how many of those can I build? Totally. So that's what makes it a lot more challenging in a place like Australia. So you had to look at a whole lot of different models for that and um, – 
uses a lot of volunteers. So yeah. the idea is that we try and get free resources okay. from companies, seconds, yeah. things like that yeah. to help yeah. build the houses. Yeah. And then um, anybody can go and do it. So yeah, you can wow. actually book. And a lot of corporates do it to um, it's team building exercises. Yeah, amazing. You can book a day to go and work on a house. Yeah, they are. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And again, it's in places like Australia, it's becoming more complicated For to sure. do it because you you've got to have qualified yeah. tradespeople and then and workplace health and safety. Here's <laughs> the nail gun. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like 20 years ago, it would have been a lot For easier sure. to just do this stuff. <laughs> it's like, all right, everyone turn up, we'll yeah. jump in, we'll get this job <laughs> yeah. done. Um, but now there's just a whole Safety lot more and, yeah, yeah, complexities sure. to be. And okay. I, yeah, I think my previous experience was really suited to something like that and in terms of that organisation. And I, I kind of, although I'm not doing it, I don't think that that dream is dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think now's not the right time yeah. for it and it's still something that sits there and I'm really passionate about it and passionate about doing more missions and stuff like that okay. um, and caters as well and I think that's one of the things which I for really sure. love about her is her heart for that sort of thing and, yeah. Yeah. and so we've both just got that but yeah does that sort of give you a bit of an idea of what totally. Habitat for Humanity is at? Yep. Yep. And so through that um, you were able to help heaps of people. Yeah so I've, I've been involved with them on Lots of different levels. So when I was in New Zealand, I was a director for of the trust for the area that okay. I lived in. Yep. So, yeah, I helped out. We helped a few people get into homes and things like that. Over yeah, wow. in Australia, we did a whole lot of different days, worked with some indigenous organisations yeah, around um, work around some of the properties that they owned. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, looked at different models of home ownership and yeah. actually how to get people into home ownership, uh, and then obviously done some overseas things as well. Okay. So, and and there's different avenues of it as well. So it's not just about um, home ownership or focus on home ownership. So we did different things like people that were struggling, mm. um, people who've had things go wrong in their life would go around and would just clean their gardens or do things yeah, like okay. that and yeah. actually just spend a day helping them or, yeah. you know, if they needed certain things done to their house, which they weren't capable of, would go around and help them. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. I just, um, when I think about humanitarian work, you know, and we, through, you know, church and everything we do and what we believe mm. as well and helping people and yeah. what Jesus commanded us to do, yeah. Um, I love that we're able to help as much as we can. But when you're in that situation and you're part of leading an organization and building something, did you ever feel in those moments where it's like, especially because you're aware of the need overseas in Australia, in New Zealand, the areas that you did work in, did you ever feel like you weren't doing enough? All the time. Because I feel like that's a common, (laughs) you know, like I remember my first trip to India and, you know, I was – in Australia, when we talked about it, it sounded like we're doing amazing things. We're doing yeah. big things. I get over there and I see the, what we're doing. I see it on the ground. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And I look next door to it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, like that needs that. And I yeah. I, I think it's something that um, it's very easy to get disheartened, yeah. you know, looking at it because it's such a massive thing. Did you find you had those moments? Yeah, so a little story on that one. When I was in Selma, we um, with – so we're helping build this place for this family and um, they're so generous, the people over there, and they invited us down for coffee and donuts. <laughs> um, so their coffee was coffee with condensed milk as uh, the yes, milk. Yeah. So yes. it was the sweetest coffee I've ever had <laughs> in my sure. life. Um, and I'm not sure that you'd want to order that from a cafe. But, <laughs> but they were living in this place because their house got destroyed and they okay. were living in this place, um, which would have been no bigger than a, a bedroom properly yeah with all of their belongings in there there was i think two or three kids the husband and wife and i think the mother-in-law was living there as well no exterior walls and we were there one day when it was bucketing down with rain and all they had for their walls was blue tarps to protect all of their stuff yeah and you're just sitting there thinking when i go back home i'm going to this house with these Four bedrooms, yeah. yeah, two bathrooms, insulated walls, yeah, power, and it drives you. So I wanted to work seven days a week. Yeah, um, obviously, yeah, 
we we didn't do that. Um, we went to church on Sundays over there, which is another interesting <laughs> experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you just worked as hard as you could yeah. because you just that you that need. feeling of I, I can't do enough. I can't do enough. Yeah. And yeah, I would have stayed for yeah. a year if I okay. if it was possible. I just yeah. had other commitments which I had to go back to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just. I didn't want to leave. Yeah. I didn't want to get on that plane and leave, even though it was very, very challenging and very yeah. hard. Like yeah. we poured one day in the pouring rain, we poured a concrete slab using cement mixes that would have probably, oh, it would have been at least 10 cubic metres of concrete, which is a lot wow. of concrete. A lot of concrete. Yeah. Um, using cement mixes in the pouring rain, wow. just pushing barrows through yeah. this wow. pouring rain. Yeah. But you just you're just so driven because you know there's so much need behind. For sure, yeah. And I could tell you many stories about things like that, like some of the places that you go and visit. Even when I worked for Habitat for Humanity here, yeah. Some of the houses that you go and look at, and you see how people have to live, and it Mm. it kind of breaks your heart a little bit. And you you just think, well, what can I do? How can I work harder? How can I actually try and do it? So yeah. Yeah. So in that though, how did you counteract that feeling? You know, coming back home, there'd probably be a period of time where you, you know, it's life happens and, you know, you sort of lose, but to not feel like you, you know, you're not doing enough, but you're doing something. Right. Yeah, I think you just got to understand that God's in control. Yeah. That's yeah. the number one thing that you, you, we've got to learn because I think sometimes we try and take the control too much and For think, sure. all right, we're, I'm going to yeah, work that. my way through this and I'm just going to get this done. But yeah. he's in control and he's got it all all working towards his plan and my his plan for my life and I've got to actually just – not so much relaxed because I still believe we've got to work towards yes. things, but 100%. We, we just can't worry. Yeah. Well, to take it all in yourself, this. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've yeah. got to understand that he's in control and we've just got to put our best foot forward and mm. think yeah. we do all that we can and serve him however we can and listen to him. Hear what yeah. he's trying to say to us and just follow. Yeah, yeah. Um, worrying doesn't yeah. help anyone. It actually no. drains your energy rather than giving yeah. you energy when you worry. So I heard, totally. I heard a saying: worry is a wasted emotion because yeah. it does nothing for us. Yeah, literally. Um, so yeah, I, it's so hard because even talking about it now, I just want to go out and I want to do some more <laughs> stuff and I want to, you know, I want to go all over the world and yeah. help people and do things like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you just gotta. Yeah, not worry about it and just yeah. feel at peace that God's doing whatever he needs to and, and if you submit to that and if you're not opposed to what he wants to do in your mm. life then you know, I think you just got to sit back and yeah just feel at peace with that yeah I like yeah. it mm. I um yeah I just I think it's amazing I know um anybody who's listening today um the moments in my life and you'd probably maybe agree um where I've felt the most fulfilled and the probably the most joy is when I haven't been focusing on myself, yeah. right? Yeah. Is when I've been taking the focus and thoughts of my own situations and putting on others. Yeah. And I th- it's biblical, right? We know yeah. that God actually created us yeah. to do that, you yeah. know, and we find joy and fulfillment and whatever it looks like. Um, and something that, you know, I think we probably need to see more in just culture in general um, is we're seeing things like mental health and we're seeing yeah. things yeah. like these issues are rising in our world um, that are becoming very prominent, you oh, know, that we're seeing completely. great numbers of um, these and they're real, real things yeah. um, rise. But there's a part of me that would love to be able to get the word out that it's like the idea of getting the thought of yourself yeah. in certain situations where it's like, okay, I know what you're dealing with may be very difficult. Yeah. And your mum said this the other week yeah, on the podcast did. that – there was a moment that she, when she took her eyes off herself and went on that missions trip and mm-hmm. the fulfillment and the growth that happened um, by being generous with yeah. your time and giving and taking the focus of your own situation. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that we want to try and promote as yeah, much as possible. Sure. Right? And encourage. Yeah. And encourage, right? And if you go to church or not. Mm. I think like anybody that's been on a missions trip or anybody I've talked to, I think you're the one that benefits the most from it. For sure. Mm. Like I yeah. just think there's so much about me that came back changed and yeah. I 
yeah, like just the way I look at it. But I think you're a hundred percent right, Caleb. Bloggy. everything in our society tells us, all right, what do you need? Do you need a new phone? Do you need a new watch? Do you need yeah. this? Do you need that? What do you need? But so true. I think sometimes it's it's just like if we can actually just get out and do things that make us feel good inside, um, mm. I think we'd be a lot better off from doing things like that. And there's always opportunity. There's always need. We've just got to look to the right places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, yeah, I very much believe that we need to actually start thinking about that as, as young adults, as mm-hmm. people, as uh, got to start to look at how can we help our communities? How mm. can we be people who influence our communities yeah. and people who are positive in our communities That's and right. a shining light in our communities of what it is that, you know, Christ came to show. He came to show how much he loved people. For yeah. sure. I think we need to actually think about, you know, how can we do that? Yeah. How can we be that light? And it's not going to be the same for everyone. Yeah, I think what I've... S- found really interesting during this period is I've definitely seen a lot of people kind of like opening their eyes to the issues of the world because in COVID as much as like it has affected everyone I think people in Australia are actually starting to be more aware of what is happening outside of themselves because they're seeing the effects that COVID is happening in different countries and then the other like social and political issues that have arisen from that. For sure. But what has come from that is almost this misplaced angle or this misplaced um, like empathy where people are forgetting about their own communities as well Mm. and then they're stressing because they're like, all of this is happening on the other side of the country. I can't yeah. do anything. How do I help? Rah, rah, rah. But it's like you need to build your community first yeah. and bu- lift up the people yeah, around sure. you so then you can help others as well. Yeah. And there are different like the best part about being alive in this like era is you can do things to help others on the other side of the country yeah. through donations or through um, informing others, being yeah. aware of issues. Yeah. But you can also still help those around you. <laughs> yeah, and it's sure. like we need to find this beautiful balance between the two yeah. Yeah. to help grow. And that's what I find so interesting about what you're saying with Habitats and Humanity yeah. is, yes, you're looking at other countries and other places, yeah. but you're also still they were also still trying to help people in Australia and mm, help yeah. build that, which I think is really interesting because sometimes when we think of charity, we think of, far away <laughs> the poor kids in africa but yeah. it's like that still happens and we still need to fix those problems but totally. there are problems present where we are yeah and i think the the struggle is the challenges locally are possibly a lot harder to solve than they are because yeah. of the cost yeah like if, if we look at it but it doesn't mean that we can't show love and we can't show kindness. Yeah, that's there are right. d- just different ways of doing it like i can't go down the road for five grand and build someone a brand new home but i can do that and Africa, but I can still show them love and I can still show them kindness. Yeah. I could go and mow their lawn or I could do <laughs> yeah. something like that. Totally. Right? Acts of um, service. Yeah, look, there's lots of different yeah. ways. We could drop some food off to people. We totally. can do things like that. We can, you know, suit kitchens, mm. things like that. And I think mm. what you're saying, Dana, out the other side of this pandemic, there is going to be a lot of need. Oh, and 100%. We need to work out, I guess, how we. That's right supply that's right you know, mm. yeah support that need. and how we can best support right yeah you know, use the ability because that's the question i'd have for you after being in the inner workings of a charity yeah right you know and we've seen charities with certain aims and devotion to certain areas direction being intentional mm. um really great can have a lot of impact and that kind of yeah. thing but do you think that charities in themselves is the solution Mm. Uh, that's, that's really, a good really good question. <laughs> I think charities, it's a really tough one because charities are a great thing. Um, but I think we've actually just got to change our culture. Yeah. First yeah. and foremost, to be a more charitable culture. Yeah. I think that's what we need to do. I'd, I would say the same thing for mm. sure. Yeah. yeah it's a, like one organization can't. It, it can influence and it can do things, but it's when we start to actually change our culture and get back to the idea that we are just one big community. That's right. Yeah. Um, look, I grew up in a community where everyone knew everyone, everyone helped out if yeah. anything went wrong. Look, our house got flooded. 
all our neighbours were there. Yeah. And yeah. they're all helping us out. They did everything that they could. Right? For sure. And that's what a community is. Yeah. You pull in and you yeah, do things right. like that. So I think charities in themselves are great. And I yeah. would never bag what charities do. Okay. But I think it's just about the us changing the culture of how we live mm. and like great, what you're it? saying is yeah. actually not being so self-focused and it's so easy to get that way. <laughs> I would say that I'm that way a lot of the time at the moment if I'm yeah. really totally. being honest. Yeah. Is, um, I'll say the same for sure. Yeah, because yeah. our society has pulls us that way. Yeah, and, and you're a dad, like, you've got a child who has needs and yeah, you want to provide and yeah. all those things come into play. <laughs> yeah, but well. I guess we've got to try and work out how we change our culture and how we find the right balance between Yeah, them. Yeah, that's um, a good answer. Yeah. I also think what was interesting with what you're saying about charities is kind of how um, it needs to be the culture that changes because charities, some charities just help, like help people, yeah. but they don't actually support them to get to that stage yeah. where they're better. Yep. And that's where the culture comes in because if we can build a culture where it's not just we're giving out free handouts yeah. but it's we're supporting you to be to live a better life and to be better, like that is a world of difference. You can only give people and do so much. Yeah. It's when they can see that change themselves. And I think that was one of the real things that drew me to Habitat for Humanity mm. because so a couple of things – the people we built houses for, they had to do a certain number of hours on the house. Mm. Yeah, okay. We didn't just gift them the house. Yeah. So we would give them an interest-free loan or something like that over a term that was affordable for them to actually pay yeah. for. It wasn't what you would pay for if you went and bought yeah. a house, obviously. Yeah. But it wasn't just a gift. So yeah. And throughout that, you provide budgeting service. You teach mm -hmm. them a few things. What's the saying? Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. That's right. Yeah. Teach him how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. That's I'm right. very much a believer of yes. that. Yes, so that's great. 110%. Yeah. I think um, when it comes down to it, it's discipleship. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. It's something that we see a lot in our world is not just in the moment the help that you can give, but real discipleship yeah and that's yeah. you know discipleship may sound like a very religious word um mm. when it really is it's just being there for people yeah. through the whole journey right it's actually taking someone from the start through um i like the idea that if we think about the importance of the church um yes churches in history have been able to help through their charitable arms are part of yeah. churches but the power of it is it's simply a gathering of people who come together with a like mind, who yeah. with their own generosity or whatever they can help mm. can go and help and influence and grow. Yeah. And like uh, that's amazing hearing that from that organisation that they weren't just focusing on the initial help, yeah. you know, and I love that because it's only going to be sustainable, right, because sustainability is the key as well, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. There's no point helping someone for a season. It's about, yeah. like you said, through to them actually passing that and going and growing through yeah, it and definitely. to discipleship means – than helping someone else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so lining them up. And I love that that was the aim of... Yeah, for sure. And I, I just think for young adults, it's probably one of the most challenging times in your life in the sense that you've got to make a lot of decisions and you've got to... There's yeah. all sorts of different things. What do I do here? And how do I... And I, I can... Based on my story, <laughs> I've made a few of those decisions. Yeah. Um, and I don't have any regrets at totally. all about that. Yeah. But... Um, I think what you're saying, Caleb, is discipleship's a really important thing. And I think for any young person, I would encourage you, if you're not being discipled by someone or if there's mm. an area where you feel, mm. get alongside someone. Mm. There's so much that you can do in these years yeah. that can right. make a huge difference for the rest of your life and yeah. how you live out your life and how you see your life. So I think that's such an important part of what we do yeah. yeah, is actually making sure that we're not just shallow in our relationships. <laughs> There's yes. some depth in that yeah. and actually so the, um, I can help you with this. So I've, yeah. I've done this. Let's start looking at this and let's start seeing how we can – and never, ever think that you're through the other side of being need, of needing to be discipled as yeah. well. We all need it. <laughs> so yeah. true. So, yeah, yeah I, I just think that's a really valid yeah, point. And I – and I love to encourage people when we're talking on the podcast, but, you know, the thought, even what you said there, you know, yes, you've been able to have a season where you've been able to direct all of your attention and energy, energy into that, which yeah. is great. Yeah. But now you're in a different season of yeah, life. for sure. But even still now, you're still being able to help and grow and you still found that that's what 
revives you and yeah, fills sure. you. And, yeah. But I think um, people need to know that you don't have to focus and work for a charity mm. to cause real change. No. And no. I think coming out of this to, to inspire people that even just that little bit that you could do to help if it's someone in your community, if yeah. it is helping an organisation or a charity. Yeah. Oh, it's but you've got to be doing something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's uh, there's so many small things. Mm. Like it's even just a kind word. Yeah. Um, can make a huge difference to, difference to someone's world, and I think we we sometimes don't see the influence that we are. I love that. Um, yeah. And I think it's just important that we we consider that, and we we actually live that out and realize that in every oppo- every moment there's an opportunity um, to influence and to guide and and i even noticed it in my job now as a teacher it's um i i'll tell my students i'm honest with them and i say i'm not perfect yeah Yeah. Mm. um and if you feel i've wronged you then come and talk to me and have an adult conversation (laughs) with me (laughs) and do it in a respectful manner and i'll apologize if i think you're wrong because i think there's importance in actually teaching yeah. them that, you know. Yeah. But I just look for moments where I can encourage and where I can, yeah, um, yeah, and just try. Yeah. yeah. Just give it a go. Sometimes I go. don't get it right. But <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it's just all good to admit that you're wrong. Yeah, well, for sure. Are, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's been a, a good journey. <laughs> <laughs> and still going. Yeah, the still, going. still going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, wow. it's, it's very much still going. Oh so. man, Jared, I'm I'm inspired by you, man. I think um, even to be able to you know have gone through each of those stages of life and dealt with what you've had to deal with, but yeah. mm-hmm. still having the perspective to help others to yeah. grow others. You know, I think it's something that we can all learn from and follow in your you know direction. But yeah. you know, like I think looking into this now, and for us when it comes down to it. If together we can all have a focus, not just on ourselves, but focus on others, yeah. I think we're going yeah. to create change. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, but I think that the thing for me is like, it's just about having that attitude that that's yeah. what you want to be and that's how you want to yeah. be. And um, yeah, sometimes I get a little bit carried away with some <laughs> of my ideas. <laughs> but I just think there's, there's so much that we can do in this. Yeah. You know, we only get one shot at her in terms of our time on earth yeah. to yeah. actually, and it goes really quickly. So yeah. what are we doing? I was one of the um, college support officers. She's yeah, just had her 60th birthday and she um, she's a really amazing lady. Okay. She was just telling um, some my class um, about, you know, she's, she talks about the quarters of life and she's in her – Fourth quarter of life, <laughs> potentially her final quarter. <laughs> Not mine. Well, know. okay. Um, but she said, "What are you doing with the quarters of your life? Yeah, cool. So, what are you doing with each stage? And are you using those? And if you reflect on that, have you actually used that wisely? Because yeah. we only get four of them, yeah. potentially. Yeah. So, um, oh, I just thought that was really awesome. I way love of looking that. at that it. That's a really and good like perspective. Yeah, and just thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'm almost at the end of my second quarter, so <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I going to do with uh, the next two? Yeah. And how am I going to make sure that I actually just yep. really make the most of yep. those quarters yeah. and the Love time that, that I have? Yeah, that's great. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we've heard very serious, Jared, for yes. a little while. <laughs> yeah, sorry about an, that. Oh, no, it's good. It's good to have duality in our personality. Very true. Oh, I like that word. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, we hey, thought- just on that word, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we used to play a game where we would learn a word in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. And then we would have to just try and use that in conversation. Yeah, great. So it had to be a really random word. Yeah. And then you just have to randomly try and use it in a conversation. There's some really interesting words. Duality yeah. might be a good word for this week. There you go. Word there of the week. Use it, use it in class. I and will. See how I'll your students see, react. Yeah. You, yeah, I can't record it. I'm not allowed. But anyway. <laughs> okay. What I was going to say was. It has been a bit of a serious Jared. We know that you're yep. a bit of a funny storyteller. Do you have a funny story from your charity days? Maybe from Samoa or Okay, so I probably got a couple. <laughs> <laughs> the, probably the – oh, look, there's a few actually. Um, I got Chase 
um, I didn't get chased, but we sort of got a you know, had a guy come at us with an axe <laughs> oh um, because we were building yeah. a house on what he thought was his land, and the homeowners the land ownership lines are really blurred over mm. there. Yeah, well, so he had an axe, and he was like, yeah, and I was like. What do we do? <laughs> so that was an interesting one, but probably the funniest one that I had was um, I. Everyone took mosquito nets over there. I didn't bother. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> so someone <laughs> left, and they gave me their mosquito net. So I thought, oh, I may as well try it. The first night that I used it, I woke up <laughs> by something biting my neck. <laughs> And quite an intense pain on my neck. So I was, I grabbed my torch and I was like, what the heck just bit me? And I was showing it around. I couldn't find anything. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try and go back to sleep. I get woken up again and this thing has bitten me on my leg (gasps) and intense pain again. And eventually I find out it's a cockroach. Oh. Yeah, and there's been a cockroach and it's got trapped in the mosquito oh. net so it couldn't get away. Oh. And it's <laughs> bitten me. And oh, there's so many funny stories. Like, we didn't have any doors on the place we were staying. So you'd wake up in the night and there'd be pigs roaming through or there'd be dogs <laughs> roaming through. We had a hermit crab in there oh, one, one night. All uh, sorts of different weird and wonderful uh, things. But, yeah, I could go on for a while, yeah. but it's, it's just some of the fun things. Like yeah, when you go right. away with a group of people mm. and it's just always things like that. Always. Camaraderie and all trips. So, Always. Yeah, yeah. I'll stop now because <laughs> I could go on. We could be here all night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Does well, that cover the, the question? That's good. I, I did well. I think okay. people well. will appreciate those yeah. fun little things. Come the cockroach on. one made my skin crawl. I yeah. Thought. Certainly, <laughs> mate. I didn't sleep Ugh. that well for a night or two after that, actually. Oh, and I threw the mosquito net out. Of a cockroach <laughs> biting. Yeah, I know. Either. I was shocked myself, actually. Okay. Um, but there we yeah, go. I can tell you it happens. There and it's go. quite painful. <laughs> I hope it, I never experienced that in my life. That's yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, Jared, I'm, man, I'm stoked. That was awesome. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for no hanging problem. out. Yeah. We're um, inspired. Hopefully, um, you're listening today, have heard something that, you know, maybe might inspire you, might help you to, you know, maybe make a little change. Yeah. You know, change the focus a little bit. We're not yeah. saying do it all right now, but maybe just a little bit every step day. Step by step. As Sell all said. your possessions and go. <laughs> That's no, right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> go feed the poor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Joe. <laughs> and, <laughs> and thanks Coming everyone from the for listening. <laughs> <laughs> just get yeah, rid of yeah. it all. Good budgeting advice that, there. Well, actually, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. True. Don't sue me. Nothing going out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Okay, thanks. Bye, We love you. See you soon. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about our community, check us out on Instagram at HWY Originals. We'll see you next week.